Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is man like Doreen. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel Hassan Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Hello and welcome to my Britrest journey. I'm Chris Lafford. I'm delighted to be joined by the promoter and booker of Knockout Wrestling... Andrew Pratt, how are you doing this evening, Andrew? Hi, I'm doing well, Chris, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for coming back up, I think it's about 18 months since we lost. Yeah, it's been a long time, it was it was uh, during lockdown, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, I think it was when we were getting a bit optimistic about, oh, I think things might start happening again, and then I think it was another six months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I think got... that was the story, wasn't it? We all got our hopes up and then the rug got pulled out from under us multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I think... I did speak to you at Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, we did, did we? Yeah. A quick, quick chat there. But yeah, 18 months, long time. So, yeah. how's it? That long, it? No? It's crazy thinking about like the, the amount of interviews I did during lockdown. <laughs> I think in 2020 I did 63 interviews or something. It's crazy. <laughs> Just because nobody yeah. was doing anything. <laughs> so like, yeah, there was a lot. Because I, I know I was listening to a few like around the time. So yeah, you were you were putting a shift in at the time, weren't you? <laughs> Yeah, and nobody had anything to them out, so there was no rush to get interviews out. So it was just like, just do an interview. You could sit there for a couple of weeks. Just, <laughs> yeah, I think I had to take like a couple of weeks off because I just had these interviews. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I was released like Monday and Friday for weeks, but yeah, it was yeah, it was fun times. <laughs> right, so, I'm glad we're past it. Good, it was good. Good in some ways, bad in others. Yeah, I think I quite enjoyed the first lockdown. I didn't enjoy the second lockdown. I, yeah. I think at first everybody was like, oh, it's a bit of a holiday. And then when realisation hit that this is going to be happening for a long time, I think that was when most people were like, oh, this isn't as fun as I thought it was at first. Yeah, well, I, I enjoyed working from home for the first three months because they couldn't figure out how to get our public phone calls through to our laptops at home. So I didn't have to speak to the public for about four months. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was just dealing with the emails. It was a lot easier. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, but Andrew has joined us to promote a Knockout Wrestling's 10th anniversary show at Cloud9 on the 19th of November. So before we get into promoting the show, um, how was your return show post-lockdown then? How many shows you had? And you want to give a quick, like, Synopsis of what's happened since because you're one of the promoters that do you do like a reset or just reset your titles? I can't remember which way you, how you did it. Um, so we ended up, um, basically we like suspended the reigns. So, like, we said mm. that the date of our last show that ended up being cancelled, we were like, they've been paused as of now and they'll yes. resume as of our first show back because we we talked about it and we, we didn't want to vacate them because that felt no. unfair to the champions but then we also didn't want to like just let the race keep running because uh, then you know all our like longest title yeah. reigns and all those sorts of things would get easily passed over because obviously there was you know two years where we weren't doing anything so yeah we ended up pausing them um our first show back was resurrection which was a year ago now so it was november of last year 2021 and um, so that was obviously really good we waited a little bit longer um, than some other companies did 
Um, just because, you know, I think I think the Odyssey show where I saw you actually was the first wrestling show I think I've been to post-lockdown. I'm pretty sure it was their first one that I saw you at. Um, and yes, that was the, the first one show. of theirs. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first time I'd been a, a, a wrestling show in a, in a, in a very long time. Um, so, yeah, we waited a little bit longer. Um, but, yeah, it was really good. And, you know, we were a little bit concerned about, you know, is the crowd still going to be there and stuff? And, mm-hmm. you know, we... When we bought tickets on sale, we broke a bunch of our, you know, records for ticket sales oh, wow. in terms of like speed and stuff. So obviously, you know, there was people who had been fans from before who were very eager to come back and there was new people as well. So it went really well. Um, you know, we had most of the sort of old faces come back. Some did, some didn't. Um, uh, we had to vacate the heavyweight championship because, uh, Craig Collins wasn't, wasn't able to compete for, for personal reasons. So on that show, we actually had our, um, Tournament to crown a new champion, which uh, two bit would end up winning. Um, we had Luke Sneed against Big Guns Joe for the Showcase Championship, uh, and we had a we had a tag match between the underclass and uh, Shawnee and Ryan Hunter as well. So it was a really fun show. Um, I think everyone, I think everyone was feeling a bit rusty. I know I was because I hadn't had to promote a show for two years, which was kind of nice in a way. But yeah, it was, it was that weird dichotomy of because you know when when you're running shows, you sort of get into that. Like, I don't want to say grind because that makes it sound bad, but you get into that route. You promote a show, you do the show, you sort of dump that show from memory and then start on the next one. Next one. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we get a bit of a longer break over Christmas, but you know, you're always kind of thinking about the next thing. So some of it was nice. And I found, you know, sort of a lot of time that I had working on KOW, I had to do other things, which was when I was streaming and playing games and, you know, various other hobbies that I picked up during lockdown. <laughs> um, but then at the same time, it was sort of, but if somebody said to me, oh, you can run a show next month, then I would have, you know, <laughs> had their hand off to be able to do it. So, but yeah, it, it went really well. We we're really happy with it. You know, the place was packed. It was loud. It was it was a fun show. Um, you know, we had some new additions. Uh, you know, we had Keenan on that show. That was his first show with us. And then as we stretched in and, and moved into 2022, um, you know, we added we added more um, people, obviously, two bit leader of the, uh, the underclass. So that was sort of the start of their, their rise again. Cause, uh, our last show, um, or towards the end of us running shows where we had to stop sort of the underclass was already a thing, but they'd added Keenan. Um, and then obviously two bit won the, the heavyweight championship and then takeover was our first show of this year. Um, and on that show, um, Jennifer, the rat queen, she made a debut as well. So, yeah, you know, great. Yeah. yeah, she is. Um, but, you know, they were looking stronger and stronger as well. Um, I was really know. surprised to find out that, that Odyssey show was the first show here and Tubit did together. And I was like, they seem like they've been a double act for it for years. It's just how the chemistry between them was. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're really good together, um, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't realise that was their first show together, actually. Oh. But yeah, I guess that does make sense that it would have been. But yeah, and I think partially, you know, being at that show and, you know, seeing that dynamic. Um, you know, was, was definitely something that I uh, took on board. But yeah, they've been really good together, and obviously they're you know working together in uh, BWR as well as obviously uh, you know all of them, two bits all over the place now. You know, he's done really well since uh, you know lockdown's been lifted. So good to see that he's yeah, been he's, there. Yeah, he's still here. So well. I think so. Yeah. He wrestle Island out the shows I go to regularly. He hasn't been on. So he's at TNT now, and he's <laughs> um, um, Kingdom of Wrestling. Yeah. Odyssey, yeah. yeah, Future Shock he's on now Future as well, Shock, isn't yeah. he? Progress, yeah. he just debuted far recently and I got to go on that show, so that's cool. But yeah, um, so, you know, a lot of this year, you know, 2-Bit was quite a big focal point for us. Mm. Um, you know, we had, had a five-way match, you know, we saw some more debuts. We saw Lee Dawson, uh, Lance Rivera as well making their yes. 
debuts. Um, you know, Lance has been on, on shows throughout the year and, and is going to be at the 10th anniversary show, so I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, RPD and Brian Aidenson as well made their debuts, which again, you know, this was at the start of the year. And it's... Yeah, you, you have Brian as a, a heel as well. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him as a heel. So I'm really interested. He's, cause he, he coaches me at the Wrestle Island, so yeah. so and everywhere I've seen him, he's such a good face. I'm really interested in a dynamic of him being a heel. So it's hard to... Yeah, well, he's, he's definitely got <laughs> the Barrow fans really, really don't like him. Um, <laughs> so, he's, you know, if, if, if that's his aim, then he's, he's definitely doing a good job. Mm. Um, but yeah, they had, they had their debut match against each other, and that's, you know, obviously then, again, that's played into the 10th anniversary show, which we'll talk about later. Mm. Um, Lucas Neon um, lost, so Keenan won the, the five-way earlier on in the evening and then went on and beat Lucas Neon to be the new showcase champion. So, you know, the underclass had the heavyweight and the uh, and the showcase championship as well. So they were getting, you know, stronger and stronger. And then um, two bit beat, you know, the returning Craig Collins to keep the title as well. Um, I'll try not to go for every single match. Every single show. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we had Redemption as well. That was our third show of the year. Um, again, that was that was a really fun show. Um, we had a tables match between the Freak Show and the underclass of Decker and Logan that was really good. Had a really, really big reaction at the end. Um, two Bay and Craig Collins had a two out of three falls match. There was a fatal four way with Keenan and Big Guns Joe and Lucas Neon and Lee Dawson. But that was that was a really fun show as well. Um, meltdown as well to so our second to last show. Um, RPD got his shot at Keenan and the Showcase Championship. Uh, but Brian Aidenson would get involved because uh, he sort of had an ongoing rivalry and would cost uh, RPD the match. Um, Polish Barry made his debut as well, yes, uh, teaming with uh, Gravy Davy against the underclass. They pulled off a, a shock win, which again was probably one of the biggest of the year. The crowd, the crowd loved that. They all seen Davy and, uh, and Barry getting the win there. Um, <laughs> Big Guns Joe beat Craig Collins, which was again, you know, he was considered a big upset at the time in terms of if KOW and that sort of started him on his journey to eventually being the, the heavyweight champion as he is now. Um, Brian and Lance teamed up and wrestled Freak Show um, and two bit again defended the title, but this time against Lucas and then, you know, up to the last show, Road to Gold 7. Um, you know, I won't break down the tournament, but Road to Gold's our big, you know, annual tournament. Um, the winner yeah. Yeah, gets the Road to Gold trophy and we get a heavyweight championship match, usually uh, our biggest show of the year, but um, unfortunately, two bit and Jennifer had to step away from KOW for, for personal reasons, so we had to vacate the championship. Unfortunately, obviously, they're both still doing really well, and um, you know we're still we're still very close with them, even though they're not um, on, uh, participating in KOW shows at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it was for the championship as well. So that was for the first time. Um, we had a non-tournament match, Keenan and Will Carter for the Showcase Championship, and what was a really good match. And then, yeah, Big Guns Joe um, and Lucas Neon were the final two. Uh, Joe used a chair, won the championship, won the tournament. So he's the current heavyweight champion, and that, you know, other than I'm sure stuff we'll talk about, the 10th anniversary show there, that sort of brings everyone up to speed on what's been uh, going on in KOW for the past the past year. But, yeah, I think it's it's been it's been really good, obviously, you know, like I said before, after returning, we were all a little, you know, just with it being so long. Every, I think everybody, I'm sure, you know, lots of different companies felt the same. We'd be like, oh, are people going to come back? Are people going to be scared to come out to a wrestling show because of COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but we've, we've, you know, had a really good year, like I said, especially that first show was really, really, really busy. Um, we're lucky that the KOW crowd's always, you know, really loud and enthusiastic. And, you know, it's like, say, a lot of people, you know, RPD and Brian Enson and Lance and Keenan and 
Lee and uh, those sorts of guys have all, you know, had their first shows within last year and they've all, you know, said that they're a really good crowd and they're all really loud and really into it, which I think, you know, always makes it more fun for the for the guys on the show. So, yeah, it's gone really well. And obviously, you know, we, in terms of the 10th anniversary show, you know, we've we've had a, I've had one eye on it for a, yeah. for a very long time. And with it with it being such a big milestone, and um, you know, so we've we've put a lot of effort throughout the year in terms of getting to the 10th anniversary show. Um, as always with wrestling, you know, there's always some spanners that get thrown in the yeah, works. Exactly. So it's kind of the nature of the beast, but that's part of one of the skills you pick up is being able to adapt. And uh, when you know you're working with so many talented people, that makes it a lot easier. But yeah, um, and everyone's really excited. You know, there's like I say, there's people who've only been with the company just over a year, and I'm sure they're looking forward to it. There's people like myself who've been they've been there since day one, and I think it means a lot to me. And I'm sure you know it means a lot to a lot of people involved, and to the fans as well. I know there's been a lot of people who've said that they're they're really excited for it. So really happy with it, and you know, with the past year that we've had coming back going back in a big way, getting to work with some more, you know, great wrestlers who, you know, are relatively new to the Barrow crowd and have really added to our shows and given them different dynamics and, you know, important exciting matches and stuff. So, yeah, really, really happy with everything overall. Oh, amazing. So, so because you mentioned in the last interview that you kind of had, like, a year's worth of storylines in your head going forward, but how, how many of them have, like, come into place since? Or so? I've, I think it's... It's hard to put a number on it, but yeah. I always like. I'd say overall, most of it has, um, oh, not all of it, um, yeah. but most. Um, obviously, you know things things change, things come up. You know, like we've obviously had to vacate the titles a couple of times in the past year because of things happening, and like say there'll be times that people aren't available for individual shows, or you know people might step away from wrestling and, and that sort of thing. Is as has happened recently with uh, Taylor West at our last show. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those where I always like to have a big picture idea in mind, and you know. A, a goal of where we're going and then you know if, if we need to change things or add things or you know a case of okay well Lance is on the shows now or right because obviously you know when I spoke to you originally I wouldn't have you know not saying that I you know wouldn't have used those people but you know I, at that point I wasn't okay we're gonna have this person this person this person yeah when we're back so that's always fun as well because you know when you get certain you know we we had RPD scheduled for that show and then, you know, we wanted somebody else and I hadn't, you know, I'd seen Brian a couple of times and was interested and then, you know, that just made sense. I was like, boxer, martial artist, mm-hmm. makes perfect sense to put them together and then from that, you know, has grown this year-long story that we've seen. So, it's one of those where it's always a matter of having an idea of what I want to do, knowing where I want to go, but, you know, being willing to change and move things around and that's one of the things with KOW were very um, open to people's opinions you know it's i never want to be like this is what you're doing and that's it yeah i want it to be this is my idea if you've got an idea you got something you want to add to it cool let's have a chat about it because at the end of the day it's about putting on the best show possible and everyone having fun and enjoying what they're doing because you know if, if i i'm not a wrestler so you know at the end of the day i'm not going to go up to a wrestler and be like right when you do this and this because that, <laughs> that's not my job you know and um, that's that's what they're there for they're wrestlers they've trained they've put the hard work in so i'm just there to be like I have a little story idea I'd like to do. Could we do this maybe or that maybe? And then, like I said, the collaboration of it is my favourite thing, you know, because with wrestling, you know, there's so many different styles and opinion. If if I gave somebody here's 10 wrestlers do a show, it would be entirely different how I would do it as opposed Mm -hmm. to how you would do it. So that's that's a really fun part of it. And yeah, like I said, just a lot of things in the history of KOW have have come about because somebody has said, oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? And then it's, you know, spawned into something really cool so yeah and then you know even moving forwards i've got you know 
ideas for what next year is going to look like, mm-hmm. things further off than that. So um, I think one of the things that I like about Kyoto Union, I know that other people like about it as well, is that, you know, we do try and have, you know, stories that go a long time, you know, that, that they'll all, you know, make sense yeah. and to get to get people invested in them. And that's, you know, that's the, that's the side of wrestling I like. Like, say, I'm not, I'm not wrestling myself, you know, big props to everybody who puts their body on the line training and working <laughs> out and eating right and all the things that are involved in doing it. And um, you're much, you're much, you're much better men and women than me. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah, 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 well. Like I, said, I did train a bit back in the day, very, very briefly, and yeah, so, yeah, but yeah, like you, say, you, so. start, you start to think, oh, taking bumps will suck less eventually, but it <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for six months, yeah, and it's, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I think he's just getting used to it more than anything, isn't yeah. it, rather than sucking any less, but yeah, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool, and like I say, with how much talent there is in the UK, you know, just in the Northwest itself, it's always a case oh, of there's sick. more people yeah. that I'd like to work with than I am physically able to work with. So it's a good problem I have. And, and, but, you know, I think we've got, we've got a really good mix of, you know, our own guys who've been here, you know, either from day one or who've come up through the academy. And then like, you know, the Lance Rivera's and the, and the Brian Adenson's and the Keenan's who are all really talented from various other places in the Northwest who were say, Oh yeah, you're really cool. You come and be involved in that sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it's been really cool. And, um, it's been nice getting out to more shows again, and I, I, I feel like I never end up going to as many shows as I'd like to, but, you know, I've been able to go to a, a couple of catch shows, a couple of huge shock shows, some other, obviously, Kingdom, Odyssey, other bits and pieces, so, yeah, it's nice, you know, and even if, you know, you never actually end up getting to work with somebody, it's always good, you know, we could ask this person or that person mm-hmm. and get them in, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think the considering, uh, you know, everything that's going to have to go through with lockdown and everything, I think, you know, Props to everybody for coming back strong and, and keeping things going. This is the Ronin Brian Adenson demanding that you, yes, you, our very valued listener, listen to Broken But Glorious podcast. Yeah, so 10 years of running a promotion is such a huge achievement. What are some of your like favourite memories or moments over the last 10 years before we get into the 10-year anniversary show? Yeah, um... I've got a fair few, um, obviously our first show sticks out, um, with, especially with it coming up to the 10th anniversary show. When we did the 5th anniversary show, I was similar. I was quite reflective in terms of the, mm. the first show and thinking about that. So obviously that's just a big milestone because it was the first one we'd ever, we'd ever done. Um, you know, we were, we were nervous about it, you know, how it would do. Um, you know, we always thought wrestling would do well in Barrow because of where Barrow is. You know, the joke is that it's the world's biggest cul-de-sac. Um, <laughs> Because there's only one way in and one way out, and you've got to like you know go an hour off the motorway to get there. Um, so you know, other than you know an occasional show that comes like once a year, there's not really wrestling in Barrow that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were always like, that's good because obviously you know like in a Manchester or a Liverpool or somewhere like that, there is more. You know, there's more than one promotion, and the, you know there's more than one sort of gig in town. You know, trying to compete for you know fans' money and that sort of thing. So. We thought, it would, we thought it would go well, and yeah, it was just, you know, it went as well as it could have done. It was, you know, very basic compared to the shows we do now, you know, quite small group of people, you know, camp show matches, how we refer to, you know, like three singles match and then a big tag match at the end, that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it was packed. The crowd really loud. They were really, they were really happy. I still remember us all, like, because, you know, we packed the ring away and, and walking, you know, back to one of our houses after the show to get some food and have a drink or whatever. And yeah, so that that's obviously one just because of, you know, that's where the whole thing started. Um, 
you know, over the years we had, you know, early on, I think one of the first major things were, for us was the uh, triad, um, Nightmare, Taylor Weston, Chris Ridgway. That was mm-hmm. sort of one yeah. of our first big <coughs> stories that sort of lasted like a year and a half and saw, you know, was the main focal point. So that, you know, there's a bunch of cool moments in that, but them coming together and then the whole story and then the way it ended with um, Collins winning an Iron Man match to win the championship and like send the triad away forever. I think the the quote that I remember is somebody said that it was like the season finale of a TV show, which I always mm-hmm. took as a big compliment. Yeah. Um, and that show, that show itself, Riot was a really good show. Um, in retrospect, we had um, Dan Maloney and Chris Brooks against the Yolo squad, Ethan Silver and Drew Parker on that as well. Um, as well as obviously um, Ridgeway and Collins' Iron Man match, which is actually available on our uh, Facebook. If anybody does want to check that out, we uh, did a did like a best of um, and released some of our older matches. I think during lockdown, because we were looking for things to post to be honest. So that is up there if anyone wants to watch that. Um, Road to Gold Three was a really good show. Again, just at the time, the the lineup for the tournament, you know, was was stacked. We had Sam Sam Gradwell was in that, oh, uh, wow. Chris Brooks. Uh, Drew Parker and Ethan Silver, Chris Ridgway was in that as well. Um, so that that was like a really big show for us at the time, just in terms of the lineup. And I remember that being one where I was like, this is, and no disrespect to any other Road to World tournament lineups we've had, but for me, that's still like the best lineup just for the tournament we've ever done. And that Sounds was a really crazy. cool show. Yeah, Ethan, uh, yeah, the final was a far way and it came down to Silver and Chris Ridgway, and that was really, really good. And the crowd were really, really behind it. And, the reaction when Ethan won was really cool, so that always sticks in my head as well. Um, in terms of me, uh, me when I went bad for a while, uh, getting kicked out of KOW, that was that was pretty fun. That was you know I was like the evil GM for a while, and we had a big uh, I like had a big issue with Nightmare, and so we had a big team Nightmare versus Team LP like elimination tag match that was really cool. Um, and dramatic and Team Nightmare ended up winning. I got like Nightmare misted me in the face and I got handcuffed by Sheriff Steel and like dragged out the venue while the fans sang na 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 hey 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 goodbye <laughs> and all that. So that's cool. Uh, that was a cooler moment for me yeah. as much as anything else. Um, yeah, Royal Justice, um, when they introduced the tag titles, that was obviously a big deal. Um, for the first few years, we only had the heavyweight championship. Um, yeah. And then we introduced the showcase, which was initially just going to be like an academy championship and ended up becoming a, a, a proper championship on our main shows, largely because of, you know, Rick Marcus. And now it's one of our major titles. And then, yeah, we'd always, because, because we, you know, we, we've always sort of been a five, six match kind of, that's our limit in terms of shows. Um, so I was always like, I don't, you know, we don't want loads of titles because we have loads of titles and, you know, half the people on the show are going to have titles. So mm-hmm. it was a very gradual thing, but, um, you know, Royal Justice sort of came together as a team and that was sort of our dry run of, would a tag division be something we want to do and would this work? And it went really well. So props to those guys because they, they basically created the whole tag division. You oh, know, if it hadn't have gone well, you know, it might have just been, okay, well, that didn't work. We'll go back to doing something else. But yeah, they introduced their own titles, which were like, you know, the WWE <laughs> like form. Yeah. that the you with Royal Justice logos on. So we weren't official at first because this is when I was still a, a bad guy GM. And then uh, I think it was a year later, actually, they got, you know, the official title belts got introduced and they got awarded those. So, yeah, that that has to get a mention. Um, Lucas Neon winning the Showcase Championship from 2-Bit in a, a TLC match as well. Probably, like, one of the most emotional moments we've had. Uh, I think it was, what would that have been, like, sort of six months or so? Like, a year and nine months-ish before lockdown happened. So that was a really big, really big moment. Um, the fans really behind him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when he 
when he came up from the academy. Um, I remember like having a conversation with him that I was like, your biggest like asset is how sympathetic you are. Um, and like, how like he can get your ass kicked and he'll make people really <laughs> get behind you. So yeah. I was like, you're not going to win a lot, but I promise it'll work. <laughs> I was like, just, just trust me. <laughs> like you're the kind of character that needs to get beat down and beat down and beat down. So then when you have the big moment, it'll be massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that did end up working out. So that was his first, like he obviously he'd had wins pri- previously, but that was his first title, his first, you know, massive win, something the fans were salivating for. I think if I remember rightly, somebody told me that one of the younger kids who was his fan was like, if he doesn't win like the title soon, I'm going to stop coming. <laughs> I think they said that like before the show where he won the title. So I'm glad he won it there because we would have lost at least one fan that day. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's loads of kids in the, in, you know, in the crowd that love him. You know, he's, he's really popular. You know, he, he went from being an academy graduate to, you know, being the most popular guy in the company and he has been for a while. So that was huge. And he got to celebrate with his family in the ring and his dad. And, you know, he had a, like an emotional moment afterwards. You know, I, there were a fair few wet eyes in the house, myself included. So that's definitely up there. Um, and then, yeah, um, Grayson betraying steel. So breaking up Royal Justice. Um, unfortunately, there's a lockdown and stuff. I don't know if we're ever going to get a resolution to that, but in the moment, that was massive. Um, and I know somebody put the clip up online and yeah. you know, saying how, you know, <laughs> I think it was something like, you know, people might not know about this, but like one of the biggest like shocks <laughs> yeah. has happened. And yeah, just the, the shock in the room and then the silence and then the anger. Like, it, I can't think of another moment that had that, you know, that exact reaction of just people literally being like <gasps> physically reacting to it and then like say all goes a bit quiet and then everybody realizes what's happened and then you know <laughs> raining down here on grace and so yeah there's been a lot um as well another one that wasn't like a main kw show but um uh like sort of super fan uh louise lunatic louise as uh, is, is his wrestling name we got to do a birthday party for him a few years ago because he's a really big KOW fan. He oh, also OPW. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he goes to all the OPW shows and Kingdom of Wrestling, and I, I think he went to UBW. Yeah, it's UBW, isn't it? Recently, yeah, yeah Rob. Yeah, Rob. Uh, just won. Rob Drake just won their championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Lance was wrestling in a title title match, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, so he went to that. So you know, he's, he's all over the place, and it's cool because you know he started out in KOW was his first live wrestling. Oh, I ever, think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah, you do. I know, like, I know so from. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say he's, he's become a bit of a fixture on shows in the northwest. But yeah, we got to do a birthday party for him. Obviously, he's a really big fan. He's a really cool lad, and um, so that was really nice. He got to have a moment where he, amusingly, his two favorite wrestling KOW were Sheriff Steele and Rick Marcus, who were like <laughs> its arrivals at the time. And um, but yeah. he put that to one side for the day, and they teamed up. And then, like, say, Lunatic Louise is his uh, like wrestling character, and um, so he was there. He was a six man tag, so he was like the third man. Um, and they like tagged him in at the end and he got to like, you know, hit a, I think they both picked him up and did a big running drop kick and then he got to have the pin and he got to have all these like mates cheer him, you know, and chant for him. So it was just, it was just very nice. It was a very wholesome, very nice moment. So I know, like say, you know, it was only like, you know, 40 people maybe, you know, his friends from school and, you know, parents and family members and that sort of thing. But, you know, that was, that was a really nice moment in terms of, you know, giving a kid something special and that sort of thing. So that's, that's up there as well. Less people saw it and less people were there for it, but I know for everyone who was there on that day and, you know, was involved in doing that, that we all look back on that very, very, very fondly. And we're hoping we're going to be able to do another show one day because we, for him one day because we were meant to do another one and then, and then lockdown happened. So Louis Mania 2 will hopefully happen at some point. That sounds good. I hope that. 
Hello, this is RP Davis, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. All right, so it's your 10th anniversary show on the 19th. So we'll go through the matches. So should we start with the main event? So we've got Big Guns Joe. This is uh, Lucas Neon. Yeah, uh, big, big heavyweight championship match. Uh, like I said, they, um, they've sort of been intertwined since we came back um, to running shows. Like I said, you know, our first show back, they wrestled for the Showcase Championship, which Neon would win. And then they crossed paths a couple of times in sort of Believe Man matches and stuff yeah. during the year. Uh, but like I say, you know, it was, it, it was the Road to Gold final. A lot of fans, you know, Lucy Simons, who writes amazing articles and show yes. reports and stuff for us, she had, you know, picked um, Lucas as the winner. And I know a lot of the fans thought, this is it, he's going to win the tournament, he's going to win the title. Obviously, you know, Joe, like I say, used the chair, cheated to win. Um, and after the, the match, you know, it was announced that Lucas would get a match at the anniversary show. There was a delay in, like, announcing that officially and releasing the graphic because um, a video went out the other day that was basically Sheriff Steele had said, look, those two are, you know, are close and they're friends, but he was like, look, you know, this year you've, you've lost the Showcase Championship. He didn't win it back. You know, he, he lost his match with Tubit for the title. He lost in the final. So it was a case of, look, I, I want to give you another match. I want to give you another chance to get the title because, you know, most of those times he got, you know, screwed over and cheated out of the win. But, you know, I can only do so much. So if you want this match, it's got to be your last shot at the title. And if you don't win, that's it. You know, you're not having another shot at the heavyweight title. Obviously, Neon's accepted that. So, you know, he's, he's risking everything. You know, it is the biggest show we've ever done. You know, so I think, you know, it's kind of the only choice he had, really. But yeah, you know, they've, the, the match they had for the Showcase Championship was really, really good. I know it was a lot of people saw the match of the night. Joe, you know, has had a bit of a transformation since then. You know, he's got new gear. You know, he's been ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, and again... I, I, I tweet them saying the whole punch of your gimmick is that you think you're big, not that you are actually big. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm passing right, tiny, right. tiny Joe at you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, and then... You know, since then, like, say, he beat Craig Collins, which was a huge deal. Um, you know, two-time champion, two-time Rodrigo winner, you know, been here since the start. That was a big deal. He beat RPD in the first round of the tournament, and then he's won the title. So, Joe's got a massive amount of momentum behind him. Obviously, you know, one of the real fixtures in the UK now. You know, he's everywhere, wrestling yeah. all over the spot. Um, you know, like, really big fixture in the UK now. So, it's going to be really interesting. Um, it's going to be a really good match. I know, like, say, a lot of the fans are very excited for it. We had a comment on one of our posts saying, like, he better win, otherwise my lad's going to stop coming, basically. <laughs> so, you know, again, there's a lot riding on it. But yeah, um, great main event match, you know, two really good wrestlers. You know, it kind of sums up what KOW is, you know, a homegrown talent that the fans love, one of the best talents in the UK, um, you know, it didn't start with us, but, you know, has, has been involved with KOW for a number of years, you know, for sort of, you know, a couple of appearances here and there, and now, you know, a, a full-time roster member, yeah. um, and obviously really talented, so yeah, um, I'm very excited for it, and personally, you know, I, I think Neon probably going to win, even though Joe's only just won the title, I think, you know, with everything you know, on the line, I think Nia will end up walking away. But yeah, it's going to be really good. I, you know, have one of the best seats in the house because I ring announce as well. So I get to sit on the stage, you know, with a nice little view of everything that's going on, can see all the crowd, can see the ring. So yeah, I'm going to be uh, swept up in it, I'm sure. And, you know, hopefully I remember that, you know, at the end I need to announce the winner and, you know, do my <laughs> job because I'm sure, I'll, which happens fairly often where I get lost in a match and be like, yeah. oh yeah, that was the end of the match. I need to do my thing now. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, that should be, that should be really good and hopefully, like say, lives up to the, you know, the hype being the main event of our biggest show ever. Yeah, two, two great wrestlers. Yeah. Next, we've got the 
tag team titles. So the underclass are currently in possession of the championships, even though they're not champions. And they're against one of my favourite tag teams, the Freak Show. Yeah, exactly. So um, Freak Show and underclass have kind of been like in the twine for a very long time, basically since you know the underclass have formed. There's all they've always been a loggerheads with the Freak Show. You know the underclass were tag champions. The Freak Show beat them for the titles when it was mm-hmm. Decker and um, Jacks pre lockdown. Um, they had a match earlier this year, like I mentioned, the tables match, which was, you know, a really, really good match. Um, crowd came unglued when, you know, the freak show put won the match and put them through tables. That was, that was <laughs> insane. Um, and then, like I mentioned as well, the show after, uh, Ravy Davy, who, you know, is a lighthearted, quite fun, you know, likes dancing, mm-hmm. you know, high died up, glow sticks and all that. Polish Barry as well, um, you know, they teamed up, you know, First time ever teaming together, Polish Barry's debut, you know, underclass, you know, you would expect them to win. They end up losing. Um, and after the match, Jennifer basically, you know, says, you lost against Free Show. You've now lost against these two. You know, you need to do something. And, you know, their answer to that was attacking the Free Show um, later on in the night and stealing the tag titles, um, stealing the physical belts. And, you know, the Free Show tried to get them back at Road to Goal, but that backfired and that actually ended up with... Craig Collins getting eliminated and Decker going to the to the final. So, you know, they've still managed to keep hold of the physical belts. Like I mm-hmm. said, they've had a rivalry for a very, very, very long time. You know, they've already tangled. You know, it would have been the seventh anniversary show where they wrestled. You know, they wrestled each other earlier this year in a tables match. So, you know, this time, just a straight one-on-one match, preview the better team is. You know, the underclass can't argue, you know, well, you didn't pin us, you just put us through tables or anything like that. Yeah. Freak Show are going to want to get their belts back because obviously, you know, they haven't had them for months now. And, you know, the underclass are parading around with them, you know, like that there's underclass, you know, especially now the two bits left and it's under new management and there's only the three of them now, along with Keenan. You know, Keenan's still showcase champion, but, you know, they haven't been able to get hold of those tag titles yet. Logan is new, you know, he's <laughs> going to want to prove himself. Decker's, yeah. you know now the most seasoned member of the underclass and it's kind of taken on a little bit of a leadership role it seems like so it should be really good you know these two teams you know have really good chemistry together like say the tables match was really good and it's going to be really interesting i think it's hard to call um you know freak are our longest reigning tag champions ever the fans love them just as much as they hate the underclass so um you know i like say you know our tag division is, is relatively new but you know it's become a real highlight of our shows and you know both these teams are cornerstones of the entire division really so you know if we were going to have a tag title match at that biggest show ever you know probably would that you you would pick to go at it that's going to be really interesting um and you know um don't know how it's going to go like say again i'd probably back the freak show just because you know they're so loved um, and obviously they've got so much riding on it but yeah yeah, it's going to be really good underclass could very easily win you know they're proficient at the the unfair tactics so I think either way again it's going to be it's going to be a really good match and I again I know one the the fans are very much looking forward to seeing yeah I think Deck has had one of the post lockdown he's had such a great run like an odyssey and the kingdom and uh, with you guys and it's just like yeah Paramount wrestling I think it is as well yeah He's won their like briefcase recently, hasn't he? I think yes. as well. So yeah, he's he's doing he's doing well and he's very busy. Um, from what I can tell. So yeah, he's he's doing really well for himself. And like so obviously in Odyssey and Kingdom. So yeah, it's nice seeing him. You know, getting about uh, and you know getting some some opportunities. That's what we always want at the end of the day. Anybody that we we work with, we always say that like you know KW like the family is what we say. And you know that is 
we try and keep it like that as much as we can. So, you know, anybody we work with, you know, whether it's somebody who's on one show or somebody who's with us for years, you know, we always want to see him doing well. And British wrestling is all we want to see doing well. So it's always nice when I see, oh, cool, that person's working here now and here now. So, yeah, it's always, it's always nice to see that sort of thing. Yeah, whenever Wrestle Island, my local promotion say, who should we get out of the show? I always say Decker because he's local as well. He's lives on the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Keenan will defend his showcase trophy against a mystery opponent who will be selected by Commissioner Steele. Be fun. Yeah, yeah, and um, we've we've had we've been told that it's a, a returning KOW legend. So wow, lots of people it could be potentially. Um, obviously we'll find out on the night. Um, you know, Keenan's been on a tear ever since he debuted. He's, he's still unbeaten, you know, like over a year now from when he debuted. Uh, you know, he debuted teaming with Decker and got them a title shot. The show after, you know, he won two matches one night and became showcase champion. And since then, he defended it every single show, racked up a really impressive reign. Um, you know, Jennifer, you admittedly did help him out a fair bit um, in terms of some of his defences, but, you know... He wasn't there at the last show, and he managed to beat Will Carter. Really good wrestler, you know, really, really talented. Um, you know, came highly recommended to us. Um, and, you know, he's, he's more than backed that up. He's really, really good inside the ring. Um, again, you know, the fans hate him. You know, he's very talented, but, you know, also doesn't make himself uh, well-liked in Barrow. But, yeah, there's there's no denying how good of a reign he's had. You know, it oh, reminds me a little bit. He's an amazing wrestler as well. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, reminds me a little bit of Rick Marks' first reign with the trophy. Um you know, both not well liked, both but both had really impressive reigns. Um obviously, you know, the wild card is, you know, who's he gonna be wrestling? You know, if you look back over our ten years, you know, there's literally probably fifty different people that it could potentially <laughs> be. So, you know, it's it's difficult to say. But whoever it is, you know, they've got they've got the element of surprise on their side. Keenan's not gonna be able to prepare for them. Um, you know, again, is it somebody who wrestles regularly? Is it somebody who maybe hasn't wrestled in a while, potentially? If it's somebody coming back, so it's it, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, it's a little hard to talk about just because we we don't know who he's going to be facing. But you know, I think I think Commissioner Steele probably wanted to keep a, something in, in the back pocket, a surprise for the night, and he's been hinting on Twitter that there's surprises coming and stuff. So. I'm excited to see who it is. And, you know, with the year Keens, I'd like to say, you know, he's, he's had great match after great match. All right, so next we have Knockout versus Taphouse, RPD versus Brian Edinson. I'm really looking forward to seeing this match. Yeah, um, you know, like I said before, when we first brought them both up, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to seeing the match just because, you know, the the clash of styles and you know it's it's really developed and you know it might you know it's it's a show where there's a lot of personal issues going on but mm-hmm. this might be the most personal one on the entire show like say they, they debuted against each other rpd won brian you know if, if you'll you know believe brian he won with an illegal punch and mm-hmm. he was very upset about that um and then from there um he was um on uh he was um, doing an interview, and um, it was said during that that basically that if RPD was winning his match the next show, he was going to get a showcase title match, um, and that if Brian won his match, then he'd get instead he'd get a number one tenders match with RPD because Brian really wanted his rematch. And um, the end that didn't end up happening because Brian's uh, opponent had to be changed, and so Commissioner Steele said, "Well, you didn't." You know, I said you had to beat Shawnee, you didn't beat Shawnee, <laughs> so it didn't end up happening, which just angered Brian Moore. So, you know, RPD got a showcase title match. In the end, Brian got a tag title match, and he teamed up with Lance Rivera instead. Um, but, you know, Brian was still clearly upset, and like I mentioned before, you know, he interfered in um, RPD's match with, with uh, Keenan. 
gave him a brutal kick to the face, which cost RPD the match, and then afterwards attacked his hand with a steel chair, and Commissioner Steele had to get involved, and Brian got suspended, but even with him being suspended from Road to Gold, he still, you know, cost Ryan his, his match against Big Guns Joe, because Brian's music played, distracted RPD, and so, you know, he ended up losing that match, so... Ryan, you know, after the match was like, I want this match. And then, uh, you know, Brian added that if they were going to do the rematch, you know, now that it was Ryan coming to him for a rematch instead of, you know, the Ronin saying, I want a rematch this time. He said, right, well, if we're doing that, then I want knockout or tap out, you know, me versus you. And to see who the better man is, obviously, you know, Brian, has, for the whole year, has wanted to get his rematch so he can, you know, in his mind, right that wrong of him, him losing and in his mind, you know, cheered because of the illegal punch and um, obviously RPD's had a really good year you know he was unbeaten before Brian got involved and um, so you know it's, it's been really heat between the two you know they're constantly exchanging barbs on Twitter with each other and um, you know so I know they're both raring to go you know in terms of moving into the next year it's important because you know whoever gets a win here it's going to give them momentum moving forwards maybe title matches but for right now I think it's just a personal issue you know they're both fighters they've both got you know fighting backgrounds, you know, they both take it very seriously and want to prove who, who's there. Um, and I think that is what it comes down to. It's, it's just, it's gone from that issue from when they first wrestled each other and it's just gotten more and more personal to the point now where, you know, somebody's either going to get knocked out or somebody's going to go to sleep or tap out. Um, so, you know, we, we've had a similar matches before, but not, mm-hmm. you know, with two, you know, athletes with this sort of, you know, striking ability and submission ability and that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be really cool. You know, it adds, like say, the advantage around these two guys involved is they both had some different, different styles, you know, different backgrounds, different abilities. So yeah, and you know, I, I mean, yeah, if I was picking a match to be like most excited about, it's hard to pick, but this one, like say, the first match I was very excited for and that lived up to expectations and, you know, it's been a year since then. They've both only gotten better and got more experience. And now, you know, with this added hatred between them, it's hopefully just going to be, it's just going to make for an even more entertaining match. So, yeah, fireworks in this one, this one, I think. And, you know, somebody might end up, you know, <laughs> back out by the end of it. Yeah, it's mad, it's mad the rise of RPV in the last year because he's like number one contenders and every, everywhere he is. Like, mm. Wrestle yeah, Island, he won the, uh, the Royal Rumble. The, the, the Rumble, the Island Rumble. So he's yeah. their number one contender. I'm sure in TNT, he's their number one contender as well. So yeah, I think the, so. the, rise, the rise over the last like, last 18 months is amazing. Mm, yeah, yeah, and he's wrestled for the Odyssey title as well. He's mm-hmm. wrestling Lance for the Kingdom of Wrestling Championship as well, isn't he, later on in the month, I think it is? Yes, think 27. I'm glad you knew, because I was going to say 29, but it's at the end of the year. <laughs> Kingdom of Wrestling, check them out. Uh, good yes. friends of ours. But yeah, so, yeah, like I say, he's, he's had a big rise, and obviously Brian as well, you know, has, has, uh, has been, I've been seeing him obviously pop up a lot of different places, obviously Wrestle Island and Infamous and a bunch of other places, Future Shock as well. So, yeah, that's good. Obviously, you know, both, both really talented, both work really hard. And so yeah, again, great to see them sort of establishing themselves in the in the northwest and like say you know RPDs like say again title shots for days and you know you imagine it's not gonna be that long before he wins is is yeah be a bit of, I think he might go on a bit of a bell collector gimmick if we carry on like this. All right, and then the final match we've got the Versco ladder match. So you've got the War Machine, Craig Collins, you've got Ravy Davy, and you've got your know, girlfriend's favorite wrestler, the Playboy Prince, Lance Rivera. BBG wrestling zone. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. our favourite, so to speak. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
the Virgo ladder match has been a, a feature of our anniversary shows for a number of years. You know, last year, like I say, we did a show in November. We didn't name it as an anniversary show because it was, you know, it was our first show back. So, yeah. um, we, it, you know, it is an anniversary show, but, you know, it wasn't titled as such. But other than that, you know, we've had one every year for many, many, I don't know if it's every show, but I'm sure it's, it must be, I think, every show, maybe potentially every anniversary show we've done. Um, so it's always a fixture yeah. of them. You know, we've had singles matches. We've had five or six people in them. You know, they're always really, really good fun. Obviously, you know, the winner gets, I'm sure everybody's familiar with the concept, but, you know, they get a title match anytime in the next year. Yeah. You know, we've seen people successfully cash in. You know, Sheriff Steele used his to become heavyweight champion. Taylor West has cashed in successfully as well. Um, so, you know, it's it's a big opportunity, obviously, um, for whoever does win it. Um, it's an interesting lineup this year. You know, we've had a whole host of different characters. We you know, Pete Dunn was even in one one year. Yeah. Um, so you know, we've had we've had a whole bunch of different people. But yeah. Um this it's it's interesting this year because, you know, if you were looking at it on paper you'd say that Craig or Lance would be the favourites, but Craig, you know, as much as he's a he's a company legend and, you know, like say he's got a list of achievements a mile long here and, you know, in in, in the various promotions that are running Markham over the years and elsewhere as well. Um but, you know, he hasn't he's had a bad year, he's had an unfortunate year. Lance, you know, has put in some really good performances but hasn't, you know, got his first win in KOW uh, that he's still looking for. Whereas, you know, did Ravy Davy, who, you know, if you were looking at it on baby, you think, oh, he's the dark horse. He's the only one in this match who, you know, has a win this year. So, uh, it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, very different personalities. Craig's quite intense and full on. Lance, obviously, you know, you're very familiar with Lance. And, yes. you know, he's, he's, he's a showman. And, um, you know, he's already posted about how he loves jumping off high things. So that's got me a little bit concerned. Um, you know, I'm sure he'll be flirting with some of the, uh, the ladies in the crowd as well. And then you've got Davy, you, you know, it's just good fun good hearted guy, you know, big guy, you know, can do some damage, but you know, he's 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 fun loving. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. Um like say, you know, any of those guys could easily win it. You know, it's a ladder match. It's chaotic. Um it's gonna be punishing. Um, you know, I think like I say most people have probably picked Craig as their winner. You know, Lance I'm sure as well will have some people who are backing him as well. Like say Ravy, you know, probably seen as a bit of a dark horse, but you know, as we've seen before, you know, when Sheriff Steele won it, you know, that he was a surprise to a lot of people. So you know, with the nature of a ladder match, you know, anybody really can end up winning. You know, you can just be in the right place, right time. The window's open, you can go up and grab it. So, yeah, uh, it'll be really good. Obviously, adds a little bit of, you know, carnage to the show. You know, we're going to have, you know, we've got a couple of really cool singles matches. You know, we've got the, the tag match that's going to be really good. We've obviously got that special knockout tap out match. And then this, you know, adds a bit of the, a bit of the, the violence, a bit of the more style of uh, yes. wrestling, bringing the ladders and everything. So, yeah, it'll be really good. I'm sure, you know, Craig loves throwing people around. Lance, <laughs> like, say, you know, as I said, he wants some, to jump off something high up. So, um, we'll have to make sure the insurance is all in place and everything's <laughs> solid for that. Um, yeah, and yeah, it should be really, really uh, interesting. And yeah, you know, it's going to affect what happens next year. You know, one of those three guys could, you know, well cash in next year or even later on in the ninth, I guess, technically, um, you know, and, and win the title. So it's always exciting when somebody's got that briefcase because nobody ever knows when they're, when they're going to cash it in. And, you know, for, for any of them, Lance, obviously, if he won, that'd be massive for him, his first win and, you know, mm-hmm. get himself a huge title shot. Craig, it would put him massively back on track and obviously... Davy, you know, would would take him from, you know, maybe somebody who's not taken as seriously in, in KOW as, as some of the other guys in the match. But, you know, again, you know, with the advantage of a cash in, you know, he could go from 
lovable dancing guy to you know heavyweight champion very very quickly. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be real real interesting and uh, should make for a lot of fun. Uh, like yeah. Sam. Definitely. praying that nobody, whenever there's a ladder match or anything like that, I'm always just like, nobody get hurt, nobody get hurt. And <laughs> we've, we've been very lucky. We've never had any serious, serious issues at a KOW show, and I'll be hoping that that, that continues. So, but yeah, they always make me a little bit nervous when we have those sorts <laughs> of matches. <laughs> All right, so where can the listeners find tickets or any more information about the show? Yeah, so um, the best place to go is our Facebook page, um, just Knockout Wrestling. Um, we're on Twitter as well, at KO underscore wrestling <coughs> on Instagram, at KO underscore O underscore wrestling. Um, you can get them via PayPal, £7 each. The PayPal link is all over our socials. You'll be very easily able to find it. If you're local to Barrow, they're also on sale um, at TNT Records and Salt House Post Office, our, our good friends locally who help us out with the ticket sales. Um, so you can pick them up there. Um, we... We usually do have tickets on the door, but tickets are selling very quickly for this show. Um, so, you know, if if you are away, you don't have PayPal for whatever reason, you know, and you do want to come, do get in touch, you know, and we can we can work something out. Uh, but those are those are the best ways to do it. Like say, you know, um, tickets, you know, really are really are shifting, and you've seen a lot flying out via PayPal. And you know, we're we're a couple of weeks away from the show still, you know, and like say that. They're shifting and it's, it's always like the last couple of weeks that they really start moving. So if you want to come, if you want to be there, um, like say, you know, it's going to be historic for us and for everyone involved. You know, I'm really happy with how the cards worked out. I think it's a, a really strong lineup and hopefully Definitely. it'll be a really good show for everyone. So yeah, if you do want to come along, please do. If you've never been to a KOW show before, this is a perfect one to come to. You know, I know we have had some fans traveling from further afield, which is really cool. And, you know, some people traveling from Blackpool and Markham and Lancaster and different places um, to check out the shows, which is awesome. So yeah, um, like I said, it's definitely a good first show to come along to. Like I said, you know, it's family friendly, suitable for everyone. You know, whether you're 8 or you're 80, you'll hopefully have a great time. Um, yeah, you know, tickets, like I said, £7. You know, we try and keep our Ticket prices, you know, low as possible, so people who come, because obviously, you know, things are things aren't great financially in the world right now, and we always want to make sure that you know people can can come along and have a fun time. So yeah, um, hopefully you do come and join us. Like I say, I, I am anticipating. To be honest, we are going to sell out, um, and you know, there may well be a sort of having to turn people away or standing room only type situation. So yeah, I definitely recommend getting them early if you can, because um, if you do come on the door, obviously we'll post updates on our socials. But if you do come on the door. I can't guarantee you'll definitely get in. Obviously, we will. We'll do our best to get everyone in that we can. But you know, we have to think about safety and stuff. So yeah, get them if, as soon as you can. And like I say, if you don't have PayPal and you're not local or Barrow, and um, you know, you can message us for any of the socials, and we can. You we can sort some. Yeah, I'll put it. I'll put links in the description. So Perfect. thank you very much. Yeah. So yeah, so I really enjoyed being there. Love to have you on again in the future. So it's like that was a lot of fun. So. Yeah, well, definitely. It's been a good talking again, buddy. Um, and yeah. Uh, Best of luck with everything. I'm sure you'll be uh, cheering Lance on. Uh, so, <laughs> fingers crossed, yeah, brings it on for, for you guys at BBG. And yeah, like I said, definitely we'll have to chat again sometime and hopefully I'll uh, catch you on another wrestling show in the near future.